Oh, ugh. uncomfortable in a good way. I like that. That's me. Movie freaks starring one person because Eugene's dead. Let's get into more slashing and lots of early 90s nudity. Because if I'm going to die by a zombie, it's not going to be you. I want a machete in the face going backwards down the stairs in a wheelchair. I got a pile of fleshy, slimy grossness. I sat through that which is the seventh level of hell. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks. What do Jaws, Leatherface, Chucky, Pinhead, Freddy Krueger, The Eye, and Movie Freaks have in common? Equal kill count to podcast episode ratio. Hey! <laughs> I'm Eric Excellent! <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. Now that, I can... Now we're on the same page there for intro. After last week's complete, complete and utter clusterfuck. <laughs> I had to throw that in for you. And please, don't go check my numbers, because they may or may not be right or accurate, but it's real damn close. <laughs> I like that. Uh... How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Busy day, but uh, it's over, and we'll do it all over tomorrow. But for now, it's podcast time. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I was going to... Ah, I just, rem- just remembered something I forgot to do today. Pod- podcast maintenance related. Uh, but in the spirit of that thing that I forgot to do, uh, I would like to encourage our listeners, please... I hate to do this because everybody does this, but I need to do it every now and then please go to wherever you listen to us and give us a give us a nice little rating if you enjoy our stupid little show it helps us with placement on itunes and wherever you listen we're on itunes podbean feedburner stitcher and hopefully soon to be on spotify that's the next thing that i'm working on excellent oh, that'd be great yeah get us everywhere that we can possibly get us but please go give except us except youtube break. except youtube yeah we won't be there uh, ever no. because <laughs> <laughs> Ever again, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. The bad boys um, of YouTube. That's us, you see. <laughs> For real. Uh, that's saying something, considering some of the shit I saw on YouTube this week. Oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, please go give us a rating on there. I know it's a pain in the ass, but it, it helps us uh, promote the show and, and gives us better placement on all of those uh, sites. And see, what other podcast would actually say, you know, it is, I know we, we understand it is a pain in the ass because it is, but we admit it, but please do. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody asks for it. And every time they do, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I should probably do that. That's probably why their numbers are so high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yep. Found a couple of new podcasts this week. And I'm always amazed, like, when I, when I, I hear about an idea for a podcast and then I go check it out and I'm like, this is amazing. How did I never hear about this? It, it's like, it's, it's like, I get it when it's only been out for a few months or something, but one mm-hmm. of the ones that I found is, as uh, I don't even know, it, it's been around for a long time and has a decent amount of episodes. It's like, how did it take so long for me to hear about this? It's, uh, well, I went to see how many subscribers they have then just cause I was interested. Is anybody else into this idea? Um, uh, 145,000 people. I'm like, I, I, how did nobody tell me about this? Is it the one that you told, you shared with me? No, that one I think is even bigger. I didn't even look at that one. That one has a TV show. This one also has a TV show, I think, or it's in the works. Um, it's called uh, Adventure Zone, and it's a spinoff of another podcast called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. But um, it's a guy that does a uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. is. I haven't listened to that one at all, but it's a, a guy and his two brothers. 
and they found out that their super nerd dork dad had never played Dungeons and Dragons. So they said, let's sit down with him and and show him Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, he's a big dork, but he never d- did that. And so, and we'll make a podcast out of it. So they sat down, created characters, and it's called Adventure Time. And you just listen to these very funny guys play D and D, and it's it's awesome. I love it. it. It's really oh, it's great because it's like you're playing D and D without the hassle of playing D and D. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you just jump in wherever, or should you start on? I don't know the answer to that because I started at the beginning. Okay. Because I, it was one that I kind of like the ones like our show and stuff. I feel like you can jump in anywhere. Mm-hmm. But but this one, I was like, I, I want to know what's going on from the beginning. And it's like, these guys are so f- funny to me that I'm probably going to go listen to their original podcast, too, at some point. And I think they have a TV show on some streaming service. So How uh, many episodes? I don't know. But it was it's okay. been around for a while. Long enough that I, I was like, how have I never heard of this? Cool. Come on, pod people. Tell me about these things. And I still promote uh, uh, the Hysteria continues i that is my show that i those guys are my buddies on the way up and uh from where i work i when you get what four guys and they they they're the camaraderie is so good and they all they talk about is horror movies especially slasher movies it's it's so good and their their commentary tracks are on numerous blu-rays now and they're kind of um, they're just, that's my type of, no, that's sweet. I, I haven't really jumped into that one yet. I'm kind of just saving it back until I'm, I get a dry spell of the other things, but I will what? get into that. Have you, did you, you start should. listening to lore then? I did. It's fantastic. I'm, I've downloaded so many of those. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I listened to, I think I'm into three or four. I listened to the bloody pit today. Did you start at the beginning? Uh huh. The, that bloody, that was starting to creep me out towards the end. I mean, that's not, oh yeah, that, the first one was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. Good I'm, stuff. I'm all, yep. I'm all for that. That's good stuff. All right. There's a nice little derail and been, been sucking the cock of other, other podcasts. And, uh, mm. I'm sure they'll, they'll all respond in kind. I'm sure once we yeah. pop up on iTunes, because everybody went and gave us a nice little rating over there. Thank oh, you. Audience. See, we've wrapped it all up nicely <laughs> in a, in a little package there. Yes, we did. <laughs> Are you ready to move on to the roulette? Yes. Well, then let's dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough as we do every single week. And last week it was the new daughter up against Belief, the possession of Janet Moses. And it's my turn to go first. Fantabulous. Uh, the new daughter starring Kevin Costner. This supernatural thriller centers, centers on John, who moves to the country for a fresh start but faces a nightmare when his daughter starts acting strange because of an Indian burial mound that's uh, around their house or something that might house a demon or something that tries to make her do stuff and something. And I'm bored just talking about this movie. This, uh, it's a thing that exists and it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the ending Towards the end, like the climax stuff where they actually go to the mound, that was actually kind of creepy and cool. Didn't make like a sense, but it was kind of cool. And there were some creatures. It was just entirely too late and entirely too freaking long. Um, I mean, the, the acting's okay, but it's another ghost thing. And I'm just like so burnt out on that kind of stuff. You know, 
me. And yeah. you too. You might like it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not a slickly shot piece of crap Netflix thing that we hate. It just... And Kevin Costner, he doesn't really mail anything in. You know what I mean? He's still yeah. Kevin Costner, and it, he's fine. But I just have a hard time caring about this. We moved to a new place, and now... Oh, isn't that amazing? All these strange things are happening to my daughter at the same time that I hear about the legend of the lore of the mound of the India... <sighs> you just know how this is going to go. Oh, I do. That just sounds cookie basically cookie-cutter, correct? Yep. More or less. It just, there were some cool little spooky creatures at the end, and that was sweet, but it was too little too late for me. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. It's not a raging thumbs down. We're looking at, like, maybe a four out of ten. It's just a thing. There you have it, oh. new daughter. Okay. <clears throat> and for me, belief, the possession of Janet Moses. Uh, this is a mockumentary. Uh... Uh, about a woman that is possessed, maybe, and they, they, these, her family and these religious people do an exorcism over a period of time and talking heads. And of all of the roulettes that I have watched through our illustrious career as podcasters, this one here might honestly be, uh, my least favorite roulette movie ever. Uh, really? I, I, Hated this movie with a passion. I it's hard for it like deep in my soul. There's a black spot, and <laughs> it comes out in this movie right here. It it and here's the thing: like it was shot very well, but there's almost no reason for it to exist in my opinion. It's just it's so incredibly dull and boring and overly serious, overly dramatic, but not even remotely scary. Um, the, the character, everybody's mopey, which, okay, it's a possession movie, but I, I can't, there's not one single thing that I can say that I even remotely enjoyed about the movie. I, I hated the storyline. I, the pacing, like I checked the, I watched this earlier in the morning and I checked, like I pressed on my remote. I'm like, okay, how far am I in this? I'm like, oh no, I'm only 10 minutes in. <laughs> Like no, wow. that usually happens when you hit it. And it's an hour and a half, and you're you're twenty five minutes in. You're like, we're, we're oh. probably about to wrap this up, yeah. right? Oh, <laughs> I almost shut it off and just just dived on another one of the roulettes. But I'm like, no, I picked this one. I'm gonna watch this whole thing. I, I seriously, I'm thinking back to the worst of the worst, like Mall and. Chosen uh, and the Western chosen, thing. The, the Western. I'm not going to feel bad about it, dude, because I tested, I, I gave this the trailer test. And if you watch the trailer, it, it, it looks like for our usual qualifications of what is garbage oh, yeah. roulette, it looked okay. And so I was like, all right, all right. but I'm not going to feel bad about it because Chosen was my movie and the Western was my movie and yep. Apartment 13 Oh Fuck Yourself was my movie. Oh, and that was awful. Yeah. 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 But at least those movies, things happened. Here, no, no, it, it, I, you are not going to give those movies a pass just because you watched <laughs> a shit one. I'm not going to allow that because those movies are the some of the worst things that have ever been inflicted on my eyeballs. Oh, this was so, oh, talking. And then here comes the tattooed, like the facial tattoo guy. He's a, a religious guy, mumbo jumbo-y. And these were like, this was a New Zealand movie. And these were like, New Zealanders, like natives, 
Oh, dear God, I that, hated this movie. That was another thing that I thought as a positive. Like, oh, well, I don't see a lot of those kind of movies that are garbage pile. So, you know, yeah, maybe it'll be okay. But I, I, I accept I your review of it. I'm just saying I'm yeah. not going to feel bad about it because you've crammed the roulette up my rear end more than a few times. <laughs> Speaking of which, what is on the agenda? Hmm. For, I can't I can't keep talking about oh, this. I'm fine with that. Let's move it, right it, on. It we, have a, me... we have a million reviews to get to tonight. Yeah. Uh, coming your way. <sighs> Two movies that I know without a doubt you're not going to pick, but that's okay. I'm throwing them on there anyway, because you'll probably see them pop up again, because they've got good casts and shit. Black Butterfly, coming in at 93 minutes, as a dangerous drifter holds him hostage in his own cabin, a struggling screenwriter finds himself locked in a battle of both wits and survival, starring Antonio Banderas, Jonathan Rhys Myers, Piper Perabu is still a thing, and Abel Ferreira, acting. Oh, not wow. Not directing, okay. acting. Uh, is that a horror movie? I think that's more of like an action-y thriller thing. I felt okay throwing them on there because you're not going to pick it. Uh, the Voices, <laughs> 103 minutes... Jerry develops a crush on Fiona, but ends up killing her by accident. Luckily for Jerry, his suddenly verbal cat and dog are there to help. Another movie you're not going to pick, but it'll be back on the roulette, starring Ryan Reynolds. Gemma Arterton? Is that a... Oh. Say that name? Um, Arterton? Atherton? I think so. And Anna Kendrick. So, this is not flash-in-the-pan Netflix bullshit. This has legit cast. I remember seeing this trailer uh, way back when, and it was really funny. And lastly, okay. the movie you're sure to pick, 1922, uh, Stephen King joint, a far farmer pens a confession admitting to his wife's murder, but her death is just the beginning of a macabre tale. Uh, Thomas Jane, Molly Parker, Dylan Schmidt. And unlike, uh, what was the last Stephen King thing to, to, uh, Gerald's Game. Unlike Gerald's Game, this one, the trailer, it looks good, and because it's Stephen King, I'm like, I'm in, that's cool. But it also kind of looks like uh, Dolores Claiborne revisited, so I was, eh, I'll throw this one your way. Okay. The other one looked too good to throw your way, but this one, uh, I'll let you give it a spin and let me know what, what you think. Okay. Excellent. Um, sounds good. Uh, and your way, uh, I am throwing first up Wheelman. Only an hour and 22 minutes. This is not a horror movie. This is action, thriller, whatever. Uh, getaway driver for a bank robber, a bank robbery realizes he has been double crossed and races to find out who betrayed him. And this, uh, stars, uh, the, uh, F Frank Grillo. Yeah. Which, uh, he was in The Gray and Warrior, Captain America, The Purge. Uh, good actor. I like him. And uh, it looks really good. And supposedly and he throws out 268 F-bombs in this movie, from what I've heard. <laughs> All the more reason to watch it. Uh, this is a Netflix original, too, which is, I think, a plus. Oh, yeah. Um, next up is a, a pair of YouTube movies still keeping, still keeping in the tradition of uh, October and Halloween. Uh, I'm trying to find some creature features for you that I've never seen. One is called Spookies from 1986. This is one that I've heard of, but I have never seen. A sorcerer tries to sacrifice a group of people inside his house with the intention of using their vitality to keep his wife alive. So that. It looks like it's filled with uh, really, really, from what I'm seeing, really cool looking practical effects. 
And I do, that's one that I remember back in the day on VHS. The, the cover was crazy cool and I just never got to see it. So it's on YouTube. There you go. And another one is an anthology, uh, called The Willies from 1990, starring Sean Austin. So there you go. Joshua Miller, um, some name actors, uh, two brothers camping with their cousin, try to frighten each other with stories. So the whole thing, you know, yeah. you know the deal. Yeah, that, that setup's um, been used a hundred times. Yeah, and that one there is another one that I recall at the video store seeing the cover and thinking, oh, I've got to see that, and I never did. Well, it's now on the roulette, so there you go. There's your picks. Boy, those those other two still are that those sound very enticing. Keep those listed. Keep them around. I, I will get to those eventually. But I, after diving on the extremely forgettable new daughter, I will take Wheelman. I want to see that, and I'm I'm doing fine on Horrorthon. Uh, let me see here. Actually, I have time. I can n- uh, not watch The Wheelman until October is over and still have it in before the next episode. Nice. So I think that might be what I do. We'll see. Depends how how my horror movies go for the next few days. Wheelman for me, sir. And for okay. you. And come on. Yeah. 1922. 1922. Yep. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> I, I will say, though, uh, the other ones... Voices I've heard of looks good, and that black butterfly—that's a pretty good cast, and it's that sounds really good. It—I mean, honestly, with that cast, and you tell me the genre like actiony thriller—I don't even need to know anything else. That—that's that's a roulette that deserves to be on there. And And I'm guessing that's going to be one that it may not be fantastic, but I'll be surprised if that's an all-out dud. Yeah. Then again, so. it's a movie we've never heard of, and now it's on Netflix, so you, you yeah. just never know. Yep. Of course, the same could be said about um, that one. We, we keep going back to this all the time, but that one week where we both had hits. Oh, and the Lawrence Fishburne one, right? Yeah, yeah. Thomas Jane? Yeah. What was the other good one? Good movie. Yeah. And yeah, the, the one you had was really good, too. That was just like a, a great doubleheader roulette it, right there. It was. And those were both, uh, we had heard of them, but they were just plopped on Netflix. And there you go. Okay, there you have it. Next week, it will be Wheelman up against 1922. And we will see if we have washed our palates enough to get back into <laughs> diving yeah. into more shady fare. I'm sure we will. I'm sure both of those will be fine. Yep, I think that those are pretty safe picks. 1922, was that a Netflix original as well? Um, I think I th- it was. I think it was, yes. All right, those are both that probably going to be good. That is one of my all-time favorite Stephen King stories. I've read it twice, and really? I love that story. It's I, That's surprising. I don't even remember it. It was in the, uh, it was a part of the, uh, oh, Full Dark No Stars. Oh, I haven't uh, read that one. That's why I don't remember every- Every single, there's four stories. Every single one of them is fantastic. 1922 is my favorite one out of that book. That's one of my favorite King books. I'm, I, well, I know that No Dark, what is it? No Dark? Full Dark, no, Full Dark, No Stars. Yeah, I know that one's one of your favorite books, but I, I'm kind of surprised from the trailer for this movie that that would be your favorite one of them. I, I don't know. That's just, yeah, old timey and a murder oh, mystery. Oh man, it's, and, it's so haunting. And, and that, that, what's cool about that book, like all of the, the short stories in there, is it's all like non supernatural. It's all basically the evil that man does. Mm-hmm. Like it's all based in reality, so to speak. Kind of. Well, I don't. I don't want. Yeah. Uh, here I am saying it's non supernatural, but it's kind of. But it's not totally fantastical like a lot of his work is. Gotcha. So, 
All right. Well, we'll we'll see next week if it holds up to the source material and if it's a good yeah. movie. Okay. Are you ready for the part four of the 2017 October Horrorthon? I am. Day 26 is where we're at. Day 26. And the previous score was 31 to 26. And I'm up first. And we'll just ping back and forth one to one, I guess, and try and go as fast as we can. Good lord, this list is long. Uh, Saw. I rewatched this movie for the first time in many, 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 many years. And I, I've talked about the Saw franchise before on the show that yeah. I'm not the biggest fan. I've watched the first three or four. I can't remember. The one where the guy was in the uh, crucifix thing in the basement and it twisted his arms off. Oh, that was hardcore. I think that was part three. I think that was the last one I watched. I, I could be wrong, but I think that's where I gave up just because this these movies are just too populated with uh, assholes. They're, like there's no one to root for. I think that was my main conceit. Uh, so, but I, I've always maintained that the first saw is the best saw and it has been a number of years. So much like house of a thousand corpses, it's like, I, it's time for me to go back and give that a reevaluation. And I think I, <laughs> for the first two thirds of this movie, I was like, wow, I like this quite a bit more than even my favorable memory serves. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm, this is really good. There were a little, a couple of editing things along the way that I'm like, eh, that's really amateur. Shaky cam and, and flashy, strobey light things that are, like, really juvenile. But I was still like, this is pretty cool. Then I get to the third act, and I'm like, oh, God, yeah, then they double down on all that shit. And, and it's, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like yeah. violent shaky cam that doesn't make any sense. The guy's just driving. He, he's not doing anything. He's just driving. And it's wobbling all over the place. Was it just, do you think, just, like, lower budget, and this is James Wan's first movie? All of those things combined, it's a, the lower, I mean, lower budget, I don't give much of an excuse to, because the rest of the movie looks great. When he's not doing those things, it, it doesn't look cheap, you know what I mean? So, I, I don't put a lot of that on the budget. It just, he's trying, it, it was that, no, what it is, is it's that period of filmmaking, Mm. Late, very late nineties, early two thousand. I don't know when this came out. Early two thousands is what I want to say. Yep. And they're doing that kind of shit to try and the jump scary thing, and uh, it annoyed me then. It annoys me now. But I still maintain that the first Saw movie is the 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 most well made of the ones that I saw. So I give it a. I still give this one a thumbs up. It's not a huge thumbs up, but it's passing passing thumbs up. It's a decent idea, uh, interesting concept. I think that uh, I'm literally like the only person in the world. Spoiler, spoiler for Saw that from the setup was like uh, the dead guy's alive. <laughs> Which I'll tell you what. The first time I saw that movie, that was so great because I didn't see it coming. And I'm like, oh, nice. Nope, didn't believe it for a second. <laughs> Especially with all the weirdness of the tapes and the way that everything was uh, programmed. You know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah. It's a it's fine movie. It's it's a fine movie. It's good. But it's not uh, mind-blowing. Okay, over to you. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, the first one that I watched for this round here is Belief. And I am counting that as a horror movie because I sat through that which is the seventh level of hell and that counts for a horror movie damn it so belief the possession of whatever her name is zero stars that still counts yep it does 
It's a possession okay. movie. I count it. Okay, so I'm going to go again, just so I can actually talk about it. Are you sure you have enough movies to do that? Um, uh, okay, back, back to, to me. Yeah. Uh, ABCs of Death is on Netflix. Parts one or two? Just one. Okay. I haven't watched either of them, and I thought, well, it's it's been sitting on my queue forever. I'll, I'll give this one a watch. And for the most part, I would give this one a thumbs up, but I will say that it is way too damn long. And I'm sorry if I'm going to bore you listeners, get ready for this to be said multiple times this episode, but uh, way too long, especially on the uh, ones that are shitty. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are a couple of them that are only a few minutes long, and it's fine. You throw down your idea and you get out. I will say that Adam Wingard, with the letter Q, in my opinion, won. He did exactly what I would have done. I would have requested Q and I would have made something screwed up like he did. And it was hilarious. And he threw out zingers to other directors that were in the movie. It was hilarious and gory and quick and done. And that's the way it should be in something that is so... It, it, it's a very good concept, you know, a death based around each letter. That's great. But, man, there were some that, that there was a, I can't remember if, now if it was Z, that the one that was Japanese Nazis, and it was just nonsense, and it went on forever. But as bad as that one was, it wasn't the worst one. The worst one was W, WTF, directed by John Schnepp, the Collider guy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that one? No. Yeah, there's a reason why. Because it sucked. It was awful. He just threw a whole bunch of W words at the screen for, I don't even know, five minutes. And it was like, it's a walrus and a warhead. And uh, W is for warfare. And W, it it was terrible. Hated it. Uh, Anyway, ABC's of Death, for the most part, I'd give it a thumbs up. But it's it's just, man, it's just so freaking long, it's hard to... To say that I'll ever revisit it. I might skim through it to watch some of the better ones, but that's about it. Okay, back uh, to you. Was, uh, remind me, was um, uh, Xavier Gans, he had one, and I'm not sure if it was ABC's one or two, but it was really, really good and really gory, and it was about a girl going through weight loss, I think. Um, oh, that... that would be part one. Yeah. Okay, did well, you like no, that no, one? It, she wasn't going through weight loss. She was walking around England and being insulted by just people walking down the street that I guess stop people that are uh, a little ch- are chubby. It wasn't even like she was some big fat person. It was just, she's kind of a bigger girl and that's fine. But everybody wanted to stop her and point that out to her. And then she went to her shower and cut all her fat off. That's the one. Oh, that was hardcore. It was hardcore. I had to, that was one that I was looking at through fingers, but yeah, yeah, that that was a good one, but, uh, oh, I mean, not very believable because I don't want to say that doesn't happen to larger people, but I mean, wow, you got to be some kind of an asshole to just like, hey, fatty, fat, fat, fat person. I mean, who does that? That's yeah. weird. Especially five different people to one person walking down the street. Whatever. It's a short film. They're trying to cram 26 short films into a thing. It's it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a one and done for me as well. I, I, I 
remember so little of that movie other than a, a few shorts that kind of stuck out, you know, stuck out. But, and same with part two, unfortunately, it's pretty much equal to the first one. It's, there's some great ones in there, some mediocre ones, and then some downright awful ones to make it where you're like, I don't want to ever watch this again. It really seemed like, like the bad ones were the longest. They just kept going and going and go. It's like, come on, man. And, and even with that, um, Xavier Gans one, when you're, you're going to have a story where you present so many horrible characters, so many awful, awful people. I want revenge. I don't, I don't want suicide, basically. I, I want them to all die. Yeah. That is the kind of horror that I like, but I don't know. I guess some people like to be fucking depressed at the end of a movie. Okay. Uh, uh, back to you. Okay, uh, I gave Curtains from 1986 another watch. This is my third viewing of it, which was a very, very troubled production from Canada. It's a slasher movie back in the early 80s, of course. Uh, six young actresses auditioning for a movie role at a remote mansion are targeted by a mysterious masked killer. And uh, they, I guess the original director was fired from this just due to immediately falling way, way behind schedule and wanting to make a very much more artistic type movie. Um, so he got fired, uh, new director got brought in and you can see like knowing that when you watch the movie, you can tell that this was a troubled production. Some, some scenes are like really, really well shot. And then other scenes are very, uh, basically point and shoot slasher type tropes. Mm. Having said that, all of it kind of mushed together makes for a really enjoyable slasher movie. Like if you like this type of thing in, you know, the early eighties where you get your group of people trapped in some remote location with a killer and then a big reveal in the end. If you like that, then this is a good movie. Uh, uh, Synops released it, released this on Blu-ray and, um, the the print itself looks fantastic. This was one that was long. Uh, this was one that was for a long time. One, how do I say this? Um, not a not a like gem that people were after, but one that like was kind not of a holy lost into the in the story. Yes, again. yeah, yeah, and it like a yeah, it wasn't. It was one of those, and so it is good to watch the movie. Um, I think that the reason I enjoy the movie so much is the killer's mask in this, which is kind of this old hag mask, is genuinely creepy. And there is one scene in particular in this movie that makes the entire movie worth watching. And that is, um, in broad daylight, a skating on the ice scene. And it's done in somewhat slow motion. Um, and it is genuinely terrifying. And it is the highlight of the movie. Every time I watch it, uh, with the killer's mask and how it's shot, it is slasher perfection. Um, and there's other good parts about the movie too, but it's, it's mid-tier slasher from the 80s, but there's enough in here that, uh, I definitely recommend checking it out if you're a fan of these movies. And John Vernon is in this, and I, I always enjoy watching John Vernon. He's the, uh, asshole cop from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I think he was in, uh, Police Academy. You know, he's. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, if you'd see a picture of me, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy." Yeah, okay. probably. Yeah, but it was good. It's a it's a fine slasher movie, but uh, there's a couple of really great scenes in the movie uh, that make up for some of the like get on with it, let's go instead of seeing these 
actresses sit around, sitting around talking. Let's get into more slashing, and which they do towards the end. But good, good movie. Recommend it. It's one that I'll probably be watching every couple of years. Cool. Back to you. Uh, here's one that this is my second viewing, I believe, from 1988. The Blob. Ah. And this is one of those movies that I, I think I've seen all versions of it. I could be wrong. I, I, I think there was a Steve McQueen version, right? Yep. And I believe I've seen that version. And I know I've seen this one before, but I could, didn't really remember a lot about it. So I'm like, well, let me go check that one out again. And wow, this thing is better than I remember. I remember, I, I liked it the first time, but it's gorier than I remember. Good oh, lord, yeah. is this thing gory. And Kevin Dillon being a, he's the badass with the mullet and the riding around on the motorcycle that sometimes. Leather jacket. <laughs> leather jacket. <laughs> yep. uh, not much else to report. If you, I mean, I'm sure everybody's seen this movie multiple times, but it, I was taken aback a little bit by the gore. I didn't remember it being that gory, but damn, this thing is pretty damn gory. And I, I liked it. It's, it's funny how it's such a silly premise can still be kind of creepy, but it works, especially for that, uh, for an 80s tone kind of film. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. The Blob. Do you, do you like, um, there, there's a couple scenes that really stand out in that movie. One is the, uh, phone booth scene where the, the waitress is in the phone booth and the blob is like encompassing the, the phone booth and it just like explodes in. I love, I, cause I'm like, that, for some reason that scene has always got to me like, that would be absolutely terrifying. Like, you know, you're done and you're just, you're trapped in this phone booth and your, your cop boyfriend's carcass is like smushed up against the phone booth. Yeah. I mean, that, I wouldn't have called that one of the iconic scenes of the movie. I would call the one where the boyfriend is in the hospital and it drops down on him and the girlfriend goes to check on him and he's mm-hmm. like oozing through the his skeleton and is falling apart. Like that part was really disturbing. That was really gross. Another movie that uh, in my younger years, I'm at the theater with my parents and we're watching uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and I'm just standing there just gawking at this poster of the blob i'm like why can't i watch that movie i want to see that not honey i shrink the kids which is still a good movie i guess but <laughs> i saw it in theaters well i don't recall yep. the blob poster but <laughs> yep the blob was, pl- was playing the same time and that's what i wanted to see but i watched honey i shrunk the kids instead <laughs> did you like the uh spoil oh come on this movie uh, from 1988 come on yeah but I love the ending with the with the uh, preacher guy, and it's like ooh, doom and Armageddon, and he's planning on unleashing the blob. Yeah, I did. That was cool. Yeah, good movie. Actually, great. That's a great movie. I, that's a great like that falls into the thing type of body creature whole, creature th- creature feature. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like excellent. Okay, back um, to you. Next up for me is on your recommendation. I watched. Prophecy. Oh. And, uh, the 1979. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is one that I, I echo pretty much every single thing that you said. Yes. It's, that was, uh, why is this movie not on Blu-ray? Why? Cause I would enjoy this movie even more and I really liked this movie. Um, my only complaint about the movie is it's a tad too long. At an hour and 42 minutes, it should have been a, a bit leaner. There was a couple spots where I'm like, ah, it's getting just a little bit talky. And then 
uh, man bear pig shows up. I'm like, okay, all is well in the universe. Well, Here we go. In my defense, I did say uh, for, uh, in my review, the very first thing that I said is Jaws pacing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is. And I, that was good knowing, knowing that going in because it did help like when I was getting just like, let's go. It would go. But it was leisurely paced. I still, man, that was that was a solid movie. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, you can tell. It's man in suit. But I will take Man in Suit over sci-fi slash asylum bad CGI any day. That thing was gross looking, man. That was gross. I agree, and I think it was more effective when it was in the background in, in long shots. When it was up close, it was like the thing where, okay, I got a pile of fleshy, slimy grossness. But yeah. And, and that's, you know, uh, that's creepy. But when it was in the long shot in the background... And it was running very fast, the man suit, but it, would, but it uh-huh. was running really fast back and forth. That's where it was like, okay, that's legit scary. Yep. Yeah, that was, man, that was a good movie. Uh, the acting was totally serviceable. I loved the, you know, this is back in the golden era where they were, things were shot on film and it looks like a genuinely, you know, even for man in suit, it looks like a pretty big budget movie. I mean, filmed out in the wilderness and, Oh, that was oof, the 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 raccoon thing that they speed the film up. That was cool. <laughs> it was so funny how they sped the film up uh, to to make that raccoon move extra fast, but then it wouldn't die. So then, even that scene that that started off being kind of funny, kind of got creepy. Like, just okay, kill it already. Like shit, it's still coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But good. I thought the creature effects were really cool in it, and they're couple of good gory parts in it. If this ever comes out on Blu-ray, all me. Yeah. All me. I agree. And I like, I actually liked the plot with the, um, I'm going to be vague here because I don't want to ruin it. I, I, this is not like, I never heard of this movie until you brought it to the roulette. So I don't yeah. want to ruin it for anybody else out there, but, um, the, the plot bits with the trees and the tree processing plant, let's put it that mm-hmm. way. I thought that was all really interesting. Like, oh, and the tadpole. I'm like, oh, this is why this is happening. The giant yep. tadpole thing. Oh, this is, I, I'm in. Like, I'm involved in the story. I dug that, man. Yep. Yeah, that gets a thumbs up. That was a good movie. That's one that I'll definitely rewatch. I probably won't rewatch that one again until either a Blu-ray or if I can even find a DVD. I don't want to, that's one that's good enough to where I, okay, I want to watch a legit release of this. And the transfer on the YouTube one, which, you know, I'm just going to say it right now. It's, I'm sure it's someone uploaded a, an older DVD of it, it but it, it is was, on DVD. Yeah. I know that so. for a fact. My buddy TJ told me that it, he has it on DVD. So, okay. So, okay. It's Paramount. It's Paramount. So unfortunately, I can't imagine that anybody but Paramount will release it, but you never know. Yeah. We'll see. Which does not bode well. No. For it ever happening, but even even a streaming like if if they would if they would ever release this on Vudu or a streaming site, I would totally buy it or or rent it again to watch. So there you go. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'm gonna do a quick double header. Uh, you watch that one on my recommendation. I watched this one against your recommendation just because I had to because I walked by it so many times in the video store. Nine seven six evil. No. Oh. And I, we're not going to totally agree on this one. We kind of agree, but we don't totally agree. Uh, you hated it uh, mm-hmm. from top to yep. bottom. 
I didn't hate it from top to bottom, but this is basically a... <laughs> this is a really cool 70-minute movie that is trapped in a 90-minute movie. And 20 minutes can make a hell of a lot of a difference. Especially when it's this much frickin' padding. And the front half of this movie is so damn padded. This is a movie made by horror fans who did not go to film school. That's basically what this is. I, 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 I got so frustrated with the first half of this movie. I'm like, this blows. But I have to give it more points because that third act was cool. They got all those old school effects and they're climbing over the pits of hell and the whole basement's falling out of the ice building and shit. And I'm like, this is cool. But there was all that high school drama bullshit buildup in the beginning. How many poker games do I have to sit and watch of characters that I don't give a shit about? Like, just move on. Like, all that could have been cut, and it would have, the film would have lost nothing. You cut 20 minutes out of that movie, that would be a lean, mean, fast, weird, supernatural movie that you and I would have kind of dug. But, unfortunately, it is not. It is a 90-plus minute film. So, yeah, thumbs down on that movie. I have to agree with you. Uh, in, in some respect. You hated it, but I'm just like, I hated it, down. yeah. You gotta admit that that was cool. The supernatural shit in the third act was cool. Yes. Oh, by by all means, the, the last act of the movie, I was totally in, but it, too little, too late. Way too little, too late. It took way too long to get there. Yeah. Oh, and you're bringing up the the poker stuff. I'm like, we watched so much poker games that stuff went nowhere. Then, Had nothing no, to do with nowhere. anything. <laughs> and one of the most uncomfortable, weird sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. They were uh-huh. literally laying upside down backwards the wrong way on a curvy chair. Like, huh? What? Oh, characters just would appear and talk for a while, and then they'd vanish for a while. Oh, yeah, not good. Uh, next up, Thirty Days of Night, Part Two. Dark Days. Again, against your review. But it was on a free streaming site on the Roku, and I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Check it off. I know, I I believed your review. I just, let me see for myself. Something to watch in the background, again, while I'm working and stuff. I... (sighs) This one was really disappointing because it's the opposite of 976 Evil. The first act showed a hell of a lot of potential. I'm, I'm, I mean, during the first act, I'm going, oh, wow, we're going to disagree because this is cool. And then it immediately went to, oh, let's be in a warehouse and not do anything and not deliver on any of our ideas and be slow and boring. And what? I couldn't even tell you how it ended because I was so tuned out. So in the end, we agree on that one as well. But I, there were, there were some good ideas up front of that movie where she was going like on her book tour trying to say what really happened in the in the first movie and put the uh sunlights out there. Mhm. That was interesting. I I'm still in, but it all spiraled down into nothing after that. So, yeah, that movie no good. Thumbs down. I don't remember a thing about that movie other than I watched it one time and thought, "Oh, man. Bad." Bad. Me either, really. And I watched it last week. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Back to you. Okay. And now we come to what could possibly be my... This, honestly, because I watched it this year, this could be my favorite movie of the year. 
Uh, it will definitely be on my top ten. If not, my, it will be on my top five, too. Uh, and that is The Black Coat's Daughter. I gave this one a rewatch. I've talked about this one on the show a while ago. Uh, Oz Perkins, uh, who directed it, who he is the son of Anthony Perkins of Psycho. Nice. Um, I gave this one a rewatch, and I liked it even better the second time. This movie reminds me so much of The Witch. Uh, and not in, not in like the plot of it, but just that the overall feel and the pacing of it. This is a very slow-paced movie, but in the best sense of the word, so was The Witch. I thought that The Witch was, this was, Witch was not a slam-bam horror movie. This is not as well, but it oozes dread and evil the entire way through it. Uh, until you get to the end and it's just, oh man, this is a great, great movie. Uh, this is an A24 movie, and I am actually surprised that they didn't, get a bit more behind this and do more of a theatrical release with this one uh, because it fits their mold really, really well. They released uh, they released some great stuff, and this is no exception, but I'm surprised that this one didn't get more of a theatrical release because it is so good. The acting is so good. How it unfolds is good, and I honestly, I'm not sure where you're going to fall on this movie if and when you watch it because it's you know, a couple girls in a... Uh, boarding the house over the winter. Um, there may or may not be an evil presence in this place. And we, we jump from their, their story to another girl's story and how they all intertwine and come together is just haunting. It is such a great movie and terrifying. Like, and it's not jump scary really, but it's one of those, like, if you believe in, demons and if you do believe in the supernatural then and i do uh this movie like the exorcist and some of those types of movies really get under my skin and this one here got under my skin and it takes a lot for that but if you do watch it listeners out there and you if you do watch this um just don't go in thinking this is going to be a a really 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 scary action-packed horror movie it's not that it is very leisurely paced but uh, for me, it's probably about the best of the year. I was a little disappointed that it was not in the uh, current mailbox pickup today. I, thought I that, honestly, I, thought I, I was well, You said you said that you were like, eh, I don't want you know demony, ghosty, slashery things, and this is well, demony, ghosty. I said I don't want jollos and black glove killer mystery things. <laughs> That's not this. <laughs> Yeah. This one here, I would demand that you would watch this at night with the lights out or somewhere where you can watch it with the lights out and pay attention because it's all about the slow I gotcha. unfolding. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and that's one where for me, when it was over, I thought about it for a couple of days and just, oh, oh, uncomfortable in a good way. I like that. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> and, and, and also, um, also, I just wanted to say that the, there, the acting in this movie is very subtle. And that's another thing that I appreciate it is that there's characters that you don't like in the movie, but they're never obnoxious. Like these are, these are, you know, early twenties girls, whatever. And, but I didn't, I'm like, Oh, I can't relate to you. It's very subtle and not obnoxious. And I, I, I liked that. I liked that. Oh, we're making a newer movie, but we don't have to make it so obnoxious where, you know, screamy, bitchy, assholey people. It's not that at all. Right. Very well made. This is a director that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. 
Cool. There you go. Uh, all right. Another quick double header. Get Out. This is one that yeah. I've been really looking forward to watching because of the rave reviews. And, yeah, I, uh, not much to say here. No big surprise. I agree. This is a really good movie. Uh, it's a little hard for me to enjoy because of the, the the same reason that I give for not being able to enjoy, um, or not be, being able to give a super high rating to, um, uh, what the hell was the slavery racism movie that, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah. Same reason here that I can't give this, I, I can't give this a huge entertainment score. I'll give it a decent grade on filmmaking, but the entertainment score brings it back a smidge because it's so chock full of, uh, of racist ideas. They're not wrong. Mm-hmm. They're not wrong. I agree with, with what they're saying, but it, it's hard for me to view it as entertainment. Like, oh, this is fun. Let's all sit down and watch, you know, this, you know what I'm, does that make sense? Oh, totally. I totally get you. Right. Yep. So, uh, they're not wrong in, in, in what they're saying at all, but, oh, fuck, like, I'm, uh, this is, yeah, again, oh, it's a fun time. We. Did you like how it was wrapped up though? I loved how you were led to believe one thing and then you're like, oh, nice. I like how they did, cause I watched it in the theater. I'm like, no, you're not going to go this direction, please. Please be a good ending. I almost texted you and said that during the, when it got to the third act to say this movie had better go a certain direction because if it does not, I am going to hate it. But it comeuppance were had and therefore yep, I agreed. was like, okay, I can, I can accept this. Uh, good. Yay. Uh, I, I kind of wish that, uh, that my, this isn't, really a spoiler so you don't really have to tune out but i kind of wish they would have saved the other person they knew for a fact was trapped yeah the the guy in the beginning no yes yeah i, yeah. I kind of wish they had done that but other than you know other than that that's a minor nitpick it ended at a okay time i guess it just yeah. it left it a little open-ended and we can all assume that that's what they went and did yeah. I think it's cool that that's a movie that came out kind of in, in a dead time at the box office and it wasn't expected to do, to do much and then it just cleaned house. It absolutely cool. deserved to do that as well. Yeah. I like that. That's yep. very cool. Me too. It deserved every bit of acclaim that it got. I just, it, it was, <sighs> yeah, it's weird to say that I was uncomfortable watching it because we're white. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, so it feels weird to say that, I guess, but it's because we, we both know those things exist. Like that amount of racism exists. We both know that. <laughs> Not to say mm-hmm. that like we're the most woke motherfuckers on the planet or some shit. <laughs> it's just, we reckon from considering where we're from, we know that shit exists. Oh so yeah. Very when much. We, when we see it displayed on screen, when we're trying to just watch a movie, it's like, this it's not entertain it's not fun it's, it's we hate that shit yeah. as much as not as i can't say as much as people of color do it just um <laughs> we hate it too and yeah. and that's it's like it's not like we happy fun time on the merry-go-round of racism uh yeah. but yeah and the movie anyway. was so oppressive too like the entire way through until like you said like like that party, come up, come, that party when all those people showed up and started saying all that shit, I was like, 
this is I fucking hate this. Like I yeah. everything that they were saying to the main character, I hate this. This is the most racist shit. It's not wrong. It's just so blatantly racist and so exposing of like how white people think they're not being racist when they say certain things. But, and they totally and are. And, and everything they said, I'm like, oh, what is wrong? Like, oh, that's just so wrong. Whatever. Uh, and people, Good, that, people yeah. that know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, the other doubleheader uh, for this one is The New Daughter. That counts as a horror movie. Yep. Okay. Checked. Next. Back to okay. You. Next up for me is, you know, every day is, brings its own set of, uh, <laughs> I, I already love whatever the hell is about to happen. <laughs> every day is like, what am I, what am I going to have to watch to cleanse the palate of shit that I've dealt with today? And I've, you know, I have gotten to the point where I'm, I have to watch something familiar because of like, I can't experiment too much because I had a bad day. So what can I watch? That is going to make me happy. And this particular day was high tension again. I just, it was another particularly rough day. And I'm like, I want something that I know I'm going to love that counts as a horror movie. And I, uh, this is actually a movie that I now pretty much watch every year, once a year, because of the slasher fan that I am. This is for a new-ish slasher movie. This is tops, in my opinion. This is, uh, has everything that you would want in one of those older school slasher movies, but more modern, and that is practical effects. Tense, fast-pacing characters that you care about and you like. A uh, nice twist in it. Great directing. A great score. Everything about this movie works. This was, to me, it felt like a lightning in the bottle type of situation. Because it's a lower budget movie. Uh, but this is Alexandre Aja's first directing gig. And every time I watch it, I it credits roll with that awesome Muse song. And I just have this... I haven't shit. seen it in years. Oh, it's so Did good. We see, didn't we see this in the theater? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, this is a French movie, so it, um... I kind of feel like we did. I think it was something... Maybe not. I could be wrong. Whatever. I don't know. I've watched this movie so many times, and every time I watch it, I am in awe of the special effects because they're so good. This is... This is a testament to how great practical effects can be. Uh, the effects artist in this movie, I... It's the same, uh guy that did he's still alive and still mo- making movies but he uh is the guy that did effects for a lot of the old Lucio Fulci movies and Italian movies and you can tell watching the movie I'm like this is like old school Italian gore on display in this movie the whole way through and they got the creepy old guy from Gaspar Noé's uh I stand uh, alone I stand alone. It's that guy yeah. and the very beginning of Irreversible that's sitting in the hotel room talking. Well, yeah, talking yeah. about his daughter. It's that guy. Yeah. Uh, but some people don't like the how they change things up in the third act. I think it works just fine if you just. It's a horror movie. Just roll with it, and it works. I think it's really cool. I'm um, I'm okay with that that switch over. I didn't expect it in the first act. In the second act, I was like. There were a couple of things that were, I was like, this is a little suspicious. And then by the time the third act rolled around, I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah. And I was kind of glad that they did it because otherwise it would have been 
a boring slasher. It would have been a generic slasher. Yeah, yeah it would have. And the more I watch it, the more I pick up on tiny little beats that that uh, the director put in throughout that those first two acts, where you're like, okay, I totally see what's going on here. But uh, man, yeah, this- for the audience, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen this movie, I'm tired of saying that for movies this old. But <clears throat> in this, it was the same thing with the Sixth Sense. Yeah, I started yeah, noticing when people are not in the same room at the same time. When, when characters walk into a room where two other people are and they're like, they turn and look at that character that just walked in the room as though they were having a conversation, but you don't know for a fact they were having a conversation. That's what blew the sixth sense for me is, is that one scene where the kid walks in the room and Bruce Willis is one chair and the mom's in another chair and they both turn to the kid like, like they were having a conversation, but we don't know that they were having a conversation. And it was, it was that scene where I was like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I started noticing those kinds of things in, uh, yeah, um, high tension. Yeah. Uh, yep. When, when I, when they're implied that they're interacting, but they're not interacting, it's, that's alarm bells start going off. Yeah. Yep, and it, it and you'll notice that in this movie as well. And I love that the first act at the the French home in the in the middle of the of the countryside, uh, very reminiscent of Dean Koontz's intensity, very reminiscent to the point where I'm like, I'm guessing that they got some ideas from his novel because it's so incredibly similar uh, the home invasion aspect of this movie and that book. But that's, which is okay. And then by the time they get to the midway point towards the end, it, it's totally changed up, but similar to the point where it's like someone got an idea from that book, but great. Oh, God. Now, now that you mentioned that, I'm, I'm remembering the, the fricking railing on the stairway. That's oh, like the highlight for- of the movie. It's so good and so gory and like. I forgot how they, about how, that shit. Yeah. That's gross. Um, but I love that, like, he, if they would have played this as a straight up, slasher movie with that guy as the killer i would have been i would have still been okay with it uh because he is so gross he's so gross and makes a great serial killer anyway huge thumbs up every time i watch it this one of those where it's not like after so many viewings i'm still not like okay i'm getting tired of this movie i still love it it's great anyway there you go back to you okay I need to watch that movie again. It's been a few years, but I, I've enjoyed it every time that I've uh, watched it, uh, which I think has been twice. Huh. It's a good movie. For me, for me just... probably, honestly, I've probably seen that movie t- at least t- at least 10 times, probably <laughs> closer to 15. Seriously, it, I've watched right. it That's fine. so many times. Nobody's giving you a hard time about that <clears throat> yet. Um, yet. Yeah. Stay tuned for the rest of this episode. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm going to keep doing double headers because I have so many movies to get to. Uh, Mosquito is yeah. a creature feature B movie. Memo to Hollywood. This is how you be movie. Right here. This movie. I have nothing else needs to be said about this movie. That's how you do it. That's how you be movie. Dumbasses. Wasn't that... Just batshit crazy. Why, why Just, are there so many sci-fi original bullshit Sharknado garbage uh, shark to 
frickin' puss, whatever the hell. All of, it's all garbage. You just need to design yourself one really good medium-sized mosquito and throw it at rednecks for about an hour and a half, and you're good. That's, that's yeah. it. And some maybe some green goo and grossness and... Some stop motion in there, too. Uh, it was a, a million times better than any of those bullshit movies. Um, I Yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm giving it, it sounds like I'm giving it super high praise, but it's like what, a six out of 10 because it's not the greatest movie of all time. Or no, anything, but it's but a fun movie. This is how you be a movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, The Pit and the Pendulum. This is the 1991 version. Rant Inbound. So, oh. uh, yeah, because I just reviewed Pit and the Pendulum, the old one here uh, a week or two ago. I don't understand why these two movies that are adaptations of Edgar Allan Poe's uh, story have so vastly different plots. What the hell is going on? I need to, I guess, go read the story because they're completely different. Uh, they have similar... It's like the Boggle thing again. where I, I The Boggle game, where you, you put the elements all in the Boggle pieces and you shake it up and you set it down and you're like, well... You kind of connect a couple of things that were similar, and then everything else is just, eh, whatever. The only thing that these two movies have in common is there's barely any pit and pendulum in them. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's there's a, a couple of minutes at the end where it's like, eh, pendulum thingy and a pit, yay, we made it in, that's the title. Uh, but the storylines are completely different. I'm not knocking either one of the movies. They're both totally enjoyable. Especially this uh, 1991 version with Lance Henriksen. I quite enjoyed the movie. And Jeffrey Combs. And Jeffrey Combs. I quite enjoyed the movie. I really did. It was it was interesting all the way through. It, it wasn't all that... I mean, it wasn't all that gory. It was kind of disturbing. Some of the bits. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just mostly put off by... I kept questioning, why are these plots so completely different? In... The first one, the first adaptation, it's uh, the the wife is having an affair on the husband and hates the husband, so fakes her death so that she can kill the husband. And in this version, it was the wife loves the husband and is wanted by the priest and is therefore accidentally killed but not really killed, and then the husband comes to rescue her, and it's all, well, like, it's all completely different dynamics. So, I, I literally am going to have to go back to the literature of Poe and find out what the hell the real story was. So, that that's weird. I don't know, it's just very weird. Whatever. Lots of nudity. Lots of early 90s nudity, right? Yay! Well, <laughs> that'll be in the intro. Uh, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, there's some. Uh, the, she oh, I thought off. there was a lot. Like, I, uh, Not really. Uh, go watch that uh, vam- Embrace the Vampire and then talk to me about a lot. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ball-headed Lance Henriksen, though? Oh, weird. This movie is yeah. awkward and weird. There, there was some nudity, yes, but it was not excessive there there were some i don't know it, this movie was exasperating to me because it was just it was like work 
the whole time I'm going, why is this plot so different from the first movie that uh, the original movie that I saw? And what yeah. the hell is the real story? I'm just going to have have to go back and read the book. Okay. Yeah. The Pit and the Pendulum, to be continued, until I find out what the hell the real story was. Turns out it was nothing like either of these movies. It was like AVP Requiem or some shit. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, and also, <laughs> by the way, you should, uh, you still need to check out the, uh, I, I, forgive me, I, I forget what it's called, but the animated Edgar Allan Poe yeah. movie that was like my still favorite on my queue. That's still okay. on my queue. You've got to watch that because there is a pit in the pendulum on there too. So check that one out too. Oh, and in that version, the, uh, it's just a camera swinging by a pendulum and a pit and, and the, and the priest just riding it naked and nothing it has nothing to do with these other two stories. That would be I'd my watch it. I'd watch it. Yep. <laughs> I know. you. <laughs> I'd watch that version. Yeah, sure you would. Me too. Because apparently all you have to do to make up a, a story is just title it Pit and Pendulum. You can make up any damn thing you want. It has nothing to do with anything. Shark to puss in the bottom of the pit. and Yeah. <laughs> uh, why not? Okay, back yeah. to you. <laughs> okay, so uh, continuing my with my love affair of all things Friday the 13th, I heard about a fan film that is now available on YouTube called Never Hike Alone. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, I have to check this thing out, of course. So I watched this movie. It's not quite an hour long, which is a plus, in my opinion. I'm like, okay, you made a movie that is... You didn't pad it out. If it's a 52-minute runtime, 52, yeah, if it's 52 minutes, you didn't care about having to force it into an 80-minute runtime. I, I appreciate that. And I'm glad they did because it even at 52 minutes, I'm like, eh. Having said that, this is pretty cool. It's basically this, this wilderness guy and his GoPro. He goes out to do his extreme whatever in the wilderness. And uh, so part of it is found footage. Part of it is actual movie. Well, this guy stumbles uh, upon Camp Crystal Lake uh, while he's out adventuring. And here comes Jason Voorhees. Uh, so we see what, you know, basically the whole Be completely honest. If you were out on a hiking trip... Or, or just on a vacation with your wife and you took a wrong back road and you saw Camp Crystal Lake straight ahead, would you, would the horror fan and you take over and you're like, I gotta go see what this is? Or would you just like be like, nope, I'm the fuck up and leave? Because <laughs> I feel like horror fan you would be like, it's probably fine. And you would oh, go look and totally. Investigate. Yes. Uh, no, I'd be the fuck out. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be totally me. As I get a machete through the face yeah, as I'm going down soon, backwards. Movie freak starring yeah. one person because Eugene's dead. <laughs> yes, because I got butchered with uh, in a wheelchair going backwards down the steps <laughs> with a machete in the face. Yep. And that's how I want to go. That's yeah. if I'm gonna go out in a slasher movie, I want a machete in the face going backwards down in down the stairs in a wheelchair. Well, I'm planning on doing that with your taxidermied body. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it'll there be we go. we're, we're going to have the viewing, we're going to have the the funeral, uh we'll we'll bury an empty box obviously. And then yeah. we will have the honorary tribute for all movie freaks. We will all show up. We're going to put your dead ass corpse in a wheelchair, throw you down a a a staircase and I will do the machete. That seriously, I would be totally fine with that. That would that would be pretty cool. 
Mm. Or even during the viewing, like just have me in a wheel. I can't believe we're doing this. No, have we me can't, in a wheelchair. We can't do that because of family. We're we're being respectful for the family, but yeah. But if they're all fans of Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, it's like ah, I see what you're going for there. You're I okay. said family, and that's literally zero between the two yeah. of our families. <laughs> so I'm just getting this all on the record right now because I just want to cut your fucking head off. Because if I'm gonna die by a zombie, <laughs> it's not gonna be you. <laughs> oh, and now, okay, and which leads me to the next thing, because you said zombie, which means zombie Jason, which this is all leading somewhere, which means part six, which means Tommy Jarvis and Tom Matthews does a cameo in this as Tommy Jarvis, which is really cool. He's, he was in part six and he was also, uh, just awesome in, uh, Return of the Living Dead as the, sleeveless dude that you know he breathes he breathes in the toxic stuff in the beginning it's that guy so so part six was your next one no no i'm just saying that he was also in part six but he's in he's in this they got him in this fan film which i think is really cool oh okay i got you yeah i'm like oh cool they got the guy from part six that's great right so for from what is oh and by the way the director plays jason Voorhees, uh which is <laughs> pretty <right>. masturbatory. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Um, but it's still, for a fan film, you could do way worse than this. It's not like fantastic, fantastic, but it's definitely worth a watch for free on YouTube for sure. Cool. So there you go. Back to you. All right. This doubleheader. Oh. Will be equally brief. I have one, two, I have uh, three more rounds. Are you cool with that? Yep. Okay. Madhouse is a black glove killer bullshit movie that Eugene promised he would not give me any jollos, but he did give me a jollo with a black glove killer, and the second the black glove popped out of the bushes... Uh, about a third of the way through this movie, I was so checked out that I couldn't tell you a damn thing else that happened in this movie because it was garbage. Next up, uh, Dracula. That's ah! bullshit. I, I fucking hated it. Uh, Dracula Untold. I rewatched this movie just because I wanted something, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, McDonald's Chicken McNuggets? I wanted something. It's fairly painless, just like it's going to count as a horror, but it's easy, right? Yeah. Dracula Untold. Okay. Is the Chicken McNuggets of horror movies. (laughs) And uh, on the second watch, I gotta say, still enjoyed this movie. It definitely has some faults. It takes itself a little too serious in the third act. And I didn't like the way that it, the, uh, the climax kind of went about with, uh, I thought it was kind of goofy how he was like super, super, super spoiler for Dracula untold, um, how he was, had such superpowers, but at the same time couldn't save the girl from falling. Like it was, it was a little off. He's like literally defeating armies single handedly, but She's falling off a cliff, and he's five feet away and can't quite get to her. Uh, Big budget movie. Yep, big budget Uh, movie. Yeah, it had issues. But all of the shit in the cave 
with the original vampire and all of the shit that he says and the shit that they set up for like lore for the movie, as far as the God and the devil play their games and we play our games too. let the games begin. And, and eventually I will, if you become my pawn and, and, uh, uh, you will be my instrument and I will call on you one day. I'm like, boy, you're setting up some pretty badass shit, like shit that could be really cool. And I hope that they don't really bail on it. I hope that follow through with it. I know this movie didn't do that great. It didn't bomb, but it, it didn't do that great. And it's not the greatest movie in the, in the world, but it's still pretty damn fun, dude. I, I, I kind of dig it. It's, it's kind of like on a, hate to even say this queen of the damned level. Like it's, it's not the worst vampire movie I've ever seen. It's fine, but I dig it. It's do more of this. I'm okay with this. You can do more, even with the mummy. The mummy is kind of right on the same level. The Tom Cruise mummy. It's just forgettable, forgettable, but entertaining. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Just it's fun. It's playful. Do this. It's all right. Uh, okay. That's my double header. Back to you. Okay. And I'll just say here, uh, you got to cut Ovidio uh, Asinides, uh some some slack here. He, he... Who? Helped. What? He, well, he uh, pretty much fired Cameron from Piranha 2 and took over the helm. And then he also directed Madhouse. So, come on. He's, he's legit. And... What? Yeah, wait a minute. The guy that made Madhouse... Fired James Cameron. Yes. So therefore, Back Madhouse gets a pass. <laughs> no, wrong, false. Uh, that's not necessarily on you, though. I, I totally admit I probably asked for that movie. You did. Uh, I, I completely ad- admit to that. That black glove came out of the bush and grabbed a machete and went back in, and I was like, I fucking hate this movie. Immediately. <laughs> okay. All right. Dracula okay. Untold. Whee! Back to you. Okay. And once again, comfort food for Eugene. A Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street. The original. Uh, oh, really? Again, it's, oh, it's, you know what? For every day that I have that, that, that is stressful or shitty, I need, <laughs> I need my comfort food. I need my cheeseburger and fries and milkshake. And that would be Something like a Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. I'm like, I'm feeling it. I need that 80s feel and everything about that movie works still. And the older it gets, the better it gets, I think. It, it doesn't, it, I don't want to say it doesn't age. It does, obviously, but it gets better, I think, with age because it gets a bit more cheesy, but there's still enough in there that it makes it still really creepy. Freddy Krueger is still, you know, not the wisecracking late 80s comic figure. He's still a very evil, dirty, creepy killer. Uh, the effects, while very kind of low rent, still work. And it's just, it's cool to see, you know, Johnny Depp getting sucked into the bed and the blood. And I'm like, yeah, I love that. Um, uh, and the music in the end. This is actually one of those movies where when the end credits starts, I watch the whole way through because I love the song. It's a nightmare. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a Go dream. On. Wait, we start over. Go on. <laughs> but I it's a nightmare. It. It's a dream or whatever. I, uh, no, I have no, never go, heard of g- the band. Come on. Give it to me. I love it when you sing. Come on. No, I hate it. I, no, I yeah, that's awful. great. Come on. 
gift. Oh, so the, the whole punchline is it's no, it's a nightmare. And then no, it's just a dream. I'm like you're right. You're totally right. It's like it, 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 uh, goes with the movie. Anyway, <laughs> that's a nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I believe that Dawkins did Dawkins do, uh, no, Dawkins did part three, which was we're the dream warriors. <laughs> Don't want to dream. Now that's a great song, but part one still is like. No, it's not. It's just docking. <laughs> wow. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, just... We we, you, we need please. to get on with this episode because it's getting it, it's going long again. Um, doubleheader. Next up, Pandorum. Haven't watched this one in a couple of years, and uh, as I've said before with the Horathon, I'm taking it down low with the garbage. I take it down as low as I can stand, and then I need something to bring me back up. It was time to step it up a little bit, because I ran out of things for uh, that you gave me. So, pa- time to pop in Pandorum, because it counts as a horror movie. It's one I have on Blu-ray. And I am happy to report... <laughs> this movie rules, dude. This movie is Yeah. This movie is so fucking good. Okay, it's not that fucking good, but it's uh, it's good, man. It's That's still like... pretty damn good, man. I, yeah. I it's hard for me to It's hard for me to even address the negatives of this movie. I had negatives for this movie the first time I saw it was in theater. The theater it was a shit theater. They didn't have the projector upright. Um, and the the sound was even questionable, but I picked it up on Blu-ray for a couple of bucks and then, oh, I watched it on a high def TV in a high definition setting with surround sound and boom, much like AVP Requiem, it completely changes the experience. It's a lot brighter. The scenes that were too dark in the theater are not too dark. The sound that I thought was muffled, it's not so muffled when you watch it on a decent sound system. Sad to say that mine is better than the one in Worcester. (laughs) At least it was at the time. Yeah. Uh, But this movie uh, totally, totally holds up for me. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, It's an original premise, in my opinion. I know it it borrows from this and that, but it's still the beginning and the end are, are very unique in my opinion i quite enjoyed the hell out of it okay and next up round two of things that eugene gives me in his mailbox uh scarecrows from 1988 yes please say you like that movie please also known as adr the movie because 90 percent of this movie is adr uh which is additional dialogue recording for those that don't know my favorite, I'm, I'm only dogging it a little bit. I give this movie a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. I give it a positive score just based solely on, solely on original idea. This isn't a throwaway thing that you see a hundred movies of. It's an interesting concept. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but I, I, I give it a pass because it was, it had some interesting ideas. It was, they also had some really weird ideas in that let's have this plane just kind of circle for half the movie and kind of drop off skydivers every now and then. And try I and love catch that. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. It was so creepy. Those scarecrows were so creepy. 
And uh, they are. I mean, and, and you know what? Um, Jeepers Creepers is kind of a ripoff of this movie. With the way the creeper looks? 100%. Come on, dude. It has a thing coming down from the nose. It looks exactly the same. Yeah, this was an 80s, yeah, a low, low budget movie. If you want to know what this movie is like, here is my favorite quote from the film. I think this place is possessed by demonic demons. Exactly. A plus. <laughs> you know, because not, not, not demonic demons. This place is possessed by angelic demons. I yeah. guess that would make sense yeah. too, but. This place is, is, what's even funny is that they double down on that comment that I think this place is possessed by demonic demons. And another guy goes, I don't think it's by demonic demons or something like that. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Am I stroking out right now? <laughs> oh, and they start chopping the body up and, and then the dollar, the dollar bills spill out of the body that they've been <laughs> just beating the shit out of. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? I love it. I I have I have literally grown up with that movie. I watched that movie back in my early teens uh, at a friend's house on VHS, and I loved it. And then I got the job at the video store, and I would take that movie home all the time. And then from there, it went to DVD, and then Blu-ray, and I have watched that movie countless times. And every time I watch it, I I love the pacing. I love the that creepy atmosphere, that low budget creepy ab- creepy atmosphere. The scarecrows are really cool looking, and I like like you said the plane circling above, and there's paratroopers, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Okay, that's fine, and we're gonna get you, Bert. You know, you're, you're a dead <laughs> yeah. man, Bert. This was also like, that that time of the late '80s, early '90s, where the Uzi was the greatest thing of ever invented. Oh man, Uzis and everywhere. Then, we got Uzis. Yes. And they all looked like so tiny, like yeah. tiny little Uzis. That it was shoot. same yeah. same with mosquito Uzis, <laughs> tiny little handheld machine guns, and that was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. I will say this though that that the this is my first watch, but the transfer, my god, just gorgeous. The yeah. the, the transfer was unbelievable. Yeah, and I grew up with that movie on VHS. I watched, I still have the VHS tape actually of that movie, and I watched that over and over and over. And then this movie came out, this version came out in, in widescreen and it says Scream Factory release. Fantastic. Great movie. I, <laughs> I enjoy it for what it is, but, uh, <laughs> and I give you know it a me. thumbs up. No, you're fine. I give it a thumbs up, but this is my first watch, you know? It's, it's, yeah. It's 2017. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I give it a thumbs up. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, last round, or do you want to do... T- I got one left, so you can have one round or two. What do you want? I've got uh, two more to go through real quick. Okay. Finish them up, and then I'll do one round. We'll do coming soon. Okay. Um, so I did, just to count it, I did finish Crystal Lake Memories, which is the Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, retrospective all... 7.5 hours. I watched the entire thing, even Jason X, because that movie can rot in hell. I, um, I am going to give you two points for that, sir. Oh, nice. I watched every minute of that thing. It was, it got exhaustive towards the end, but it was still, I'm like, you know what? This is, I, I appreciate what they did and got so many people involved in the making of that gigantic documentary. 
It's so good. It's so good. And it makes me just happy to be a slasher fan watching something like that. Cause I'm like, I'm one of you guys. I'm, that's me. I'm a geek over this stuff. So huge, huge thumbs up. Um, and then I, I gave another rewatch for a movie that you and I have been like, you watched this, but you said, I don't think I watched the same thing. And I think we did, but I like it and you hated it. And that is a movie called Silent Night, Bloody Night from 1972. Um, and this is yes, one where... And, and my extensive research has revealed that I believe we have watched the same movie. And I still hate it. And I'm curious to see what you think about it. Because oh, I, do, I still... I'm like, yeah, it's still pretty good. I still like this. This is the yeah, weird it's a little piece town of with... shit. Ah, but it's, it's got the house, and it's. It, it, uh, let's just make sure that we are all talking about the same movie here. This is yeah, okay. The house. There, there are two deaths in the movie. Yeah, it's the the guy that's trying to sell the house and his mistress. It's in a bed with yes. an axe. Yeah. Y- yep. Yes. It's yes, ninety fucking minutes. And one decent death. That movie should be five minutes long. Oh, but it, but regardless of the deaths, there's a good storyline going on here about... I, I can't even recount the number of movies that you blast with a zero rating <laughs> that are 90 minutes of nothing with five minutes of a, a death. What, like, why does this one get a pass? Oh, it's creepy, and it's no. got that otherworldly feel, no. and it's 70s. no, no. No, none of those things. Not not for me, anyway. No. It's, oh, it's this just is fucking good. boring. No, it's shit. It's, and it's got the inmates that escape the asylum and they kill the doctors and they take over. No, just yeah. random people that wander in the woods and then and then stumble acro- across people and kill them and <laughs> uh, I'll stop interrupting your review. Go on. No, no, I I just I I love the fact that uh that Something about the movie just feels uneasy, and when they're doing some flashbacks to the house, it's called boredom. It's, it's <laughs> or sapiotone. They everything yeah. is bathed oh, yeah. in sap- sapiotone, and I'm like, ooh, that's creepy. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's awful eh, filmmaking. But incest is in the movie, and that's creepy. And uh, it's yeah. Wow. It's, I don't know. I, I I couldn't pay that much attention. Uh, you should give it another re- rewatch. No, I don't think I'll do that. No, I, <laughs> I think I've watched that movie twice already and still kind of hate myself for doing that. Oh, it's good. Silent and bloody freaks. No, you just like, I, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to judge like that you movie. for liking whatever you like. That's fine. Yeah, that's one that I, I, I give a thumbs up to that movie. Okay. Seriously. That's it. I, I, that still is stunning to me. It's probably that gritty old school 70s whatever and the music is bad but creepy and David Carradine's in it bringing a little bell. There's literally three people that die in this movie. Well, it's not about the deaths. It's about the story and what's Since going when, on. Since when, horror freak? Uh, it's a good story. Inmates and doctors and the house and things. Anyway, three and a half stars from me. <laughs> you know what? I will accept three and a half stars because the way that you talk about this movie is like a four and a half 
star kind of movie. If you're talking three and a half, fine, whatever. Yeah, I just I enjoy that this. doesn't affect me. I, I I can deal with that. Yeah, I and for some reason I just the movie is weird and okay, hip. I and uh, <sighs> don't leave me feeling like an asshole for busting your balls about liking this movie. That's fine that you do. It's just I, the way that you talk about it sometimes, or at least in the past, has been like. Like pushing Silent Night, Deadly Night, Love. Oh, it's not that good. No, 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 no. Because no. I like I haven't heard any negative from you. It, it's just uh, it's amazing it's, it's... and creepy and sapy a tone. You know, shit that I hear you throw out as negatives for other movies. Let's see. The negatives would be it's hard to follow. Um... Uh, that's because it's boring. Yeah, and it can be boring at parts, but then when they get to the twisty, like, what went on in the house, I'm like, oh, I like that. And for some reason, it's just that old school feel. I, I just, I geek out over <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're fine. That's, yep. Nope. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, anyway, so, the thing is, we'll be talking about this movie again in a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to figure it figure you out sometimes dude uh, sometimes it seems like the things that you like are positives here and the negatives there but that's okay it's i'm not i'm not giving you shit about it i'm just uh, saying for the um person listening to the reviews it's it i'm i'm just trying to figure it out that's all yeah and, and i will say this is the first this is the first holiday movie of the year for me like christmas movie because this is yeah kind of a christmas movie so this is officially number one it is okay I got one more review, then we need to we need to get this episode wrapped up. Okay. Creepozoids. Not creepozoids, it's creepozoids. I know I'm in for a good movie when it starts off with a lab and beakers and and vials of shit that we're mixing together, different colors of stuff that's probably gonna explode. Already I am kind of in. Uh and then it's a whole lot of text that says 1998, six years <laughs> after World War Three. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, home run number two. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, I like this movie. I Oh, nice. I'm not going to say I loved it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it's it. A, yeah, it's shitty, but shitty good. It's a good B movie. It's boy, is it better than Mosquito? It's right about at that level. It might be a. Li- it's a little better than Mosquito. Uh, it, I, I I was fascinated by the end though. Uh, a syringe stab makes a decapitation, makes his head fall off, and then subsequently, the random. Decapitated head gives birth to Quato from Total Recall. What is that? <laughs> yes, I know. I have no idea, but it's great. I'm like, what is going on on the screen? I'm in. <laughs> Literally apoplectic, looking at the screen like, I, I, okay. Yeah. And then he chokes the thing out, and then shock. It's not dead. Oh, my bad. I'm, I totally spoiled Creepazoids. Yeah. Um, my bad. 75, 75 minutes, roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Linnea Quig- Quigley is in it, which I'm like, yeah, she's in it. She's Deer Antler's lady from Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Naked Lady from Return to the Living Dead. Or Naked Lady from everything she's been in. Everything. Everything she's been in, yeah. But it's just, 
bad actor or B movie actors running around hallways and getting killed and then black blood every now and then and randomness. Uh, it's me. <laughs> I totally enjoyed it. This good. This is what I want from a creature feature, much like Mosquito. They just do this. That's it's fun. Even though that like the creature is totally ridiculous, it, it still was a, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Couple shower scenes, or at least one shower scene in there, right? One shower scene where they were, they were so soapy, like, I think I got clean. <laughs> somehow, along the way. It was ridiculous. It was like, lick my soap. They were that. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past, like, the lovemaking because it was like, they had to back out of the water so that they could get totally soaped up in their pits. <laughs> Watch it. They're in their pits. They're totally soaked up. And then they, the scene is like with sexy jazz music. Yep. But the, I couldn't help it because they're like movie groping each other and the guy is putting his arm up and I'm like, your pits are, your pits are soapy. Your pits are soapy. <laughs> and it's the apocalypse. So it's not like regular. I just worked uh, nine to five, or even I worked at 12 and I'm a little gamey. It's, it's the apocalypse. I'm apocalypse gamey. That's the title of this episode. Um, <laughs> do you have any more movies to add for the horror? That's film? by all means that we're all done. Are you sure? That's yes, it. That's that is oh. the last movie I watched was, uh, Whatever. Silent, uh, Silent, Silent Night. Yeah. Silent Night, Shitty Night. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Uh, the score at this point on day 26 is 45 to 35. You are what? 10. What? Uh, so you counted Crystal Lake as twice. Oh, my bad. 36. 45 to 36. Okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) You got one, two, three, four, five days, sir. Uh, It's not going to happen. (laughs) Yep, me too. (laughs) But I I, I feel good because I watched so many shitty movies and everything that I have stockpiled is good. So that's where I'm at. It's it's all on the, the, the uptick. I'm going to watch yeah. all of these good movies that I've been saving. Uh, okay. Coming soon. Ah, shit. I, I gotta go first. Um, I got, uh, three or four other movies that Eugene gave me. Uh, spoiler. We'll just wait and find out what the hell they were next week because I don't feel like getting up and going across my office and finding out what the hell yeah. they were. Uh, yeah, surprise us. We are also going to have Steven on for next episode and he will give us his October Horathon review. See what he's been into. See how many movies he's watched. Maybe he's beaten all of us. Uh, for you, sir. Um, I've got some Vinegar Syndrome stuff heading my way, of course. And I, like I talked about on the last episode, I've got The Thing from Arrow in transit, so I can't wait to watch that. All of these may or may not be to me before the next episode. If not, you know me. I've got my slew of stuff that I watch. Uh, I do have... On my on my stack, I do have a uh, house by the cemetery. I have not seen that movie since we watched it at the theater. Fucking and great! So I'm, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a rewatch of that. And I 
I I don't want to say I'm burned out of horror, but I want to watch what? some... What? 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 Yeah, what? I want to watch some non-horror stuff here pretty I'm gonna, soon. Because... I'm going to fucking faint. If, did well, you... well, the, the Exorcism movie that I watched was so shitty and awful <laughs> that I'm like, I need some Disney in my life now. Or some... Whatever I don't know. Oh, you don't, have tell, you don't have to tell. You don't have to tell me. It, it's coming. And once October horror th- after October thirty first, everybody get prepared for November rewatchathon because it's gonna be just shit that you're sick of hearing about. Of me rewatching. I watched this DC animated film and I watched this comic book movie and I watched this. Uh, everybody's gonna be hating me for November, <laughs> and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is interesting. My, for some reason, my, both of my boys are all of a sudden interested in kung fu. I don't know where it comes from, but it's awesome. And I have the answer to that query. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will show them the path, sir. Oh, the, and already my oldest, he's like, now tell me more about Van Damme and tell me more about Jet Li. Literally, like, he's like, who is Jet Li again? And so I'm like, well, here's a video. Here's a YouTube clip of Jet Li. How does he do that? Is that real? I'm like, that is real. How does he do it? And how does Van Damme split his legs like that? I'm like, well, years and years <laughs> of does. training. I'm like, well, he does, like, he does it in every single movie. Every, and he, uh, I showed him the Volvo commercial where he's on two semis. And he's like, play that again. Play that again. <laughs> play, he's like, is that real? I'm like, yes, he's, that's real. He can do that. And so this whole evening after I got back from work, the entire evening was Kung Fu. It was Van Damme, Jet Li, Van Damme. Wait, who's Bruce Lee again? I'm like, well, Bruce Lee is the king. He's the master. Like, well, are they brothers, Jet Li and Bruce Lee? I'm like, no, Jet Li is L-I, Bruce Lee is L-E-E. What? What does that mean? I'm no. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, you're so, you're so lucky (laughs) because the, the guru of Kung Fu cinema is here yeah. for you, sir. And I, I will educate your children. Don't worry. Oh, it's all right. and, they, and he, he, he gets a little like black belt of some sort and he tie, he, in his pajamas, he's like, okay, now I'm a black belt. How do I do this stuff? Show me how I can be a black belt. And just drop him off the, at my house once a month for, for like a couple hours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will train your children. It's all right. Yes. And, and they were, and I was telling them about, I'm like, you need, Eric is the kung fu guy. <laughs> You're like the guy Ugh. that they're like the guy that drops off comic books once in a while. That that guy. Oh, and they're like, no ninjas. What's a ninja? What's a kung fu guy? Oh, what's- I, oh, I will train them. I will train them in the ways, sir. <laughs> it was an interesting evening after I got back from work, and all of the kung fuery that was thrown my way. <laughs> And gently, uh, it was just nonstop until hitting record basically was like, here is, and and somewhere in your Jackie Chan was, and I showed them a clip of him drunken with long hair fighting Jet Li. And they're like, whoa, what is going on? I'm like, well, he's a drunken master. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. I Go to bed. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait till my kids are a couple of years older and they're 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 giving me these problems. <laughs> yeah, uh, fantastic. Oh, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to add for this episode, sir? That's it. All right. That's gonna do it. Uh, that's episode 171. Wow. Moving right yeah. along. 
Everybody, uh, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to throw at us, you want to bring up on the podcast, hit us up at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Please go to uh, iTunes or wherever you listen uh, to the show and give us a give us a rating, give us a comment. It would help out the show, and we would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I'll see you next week, man. All right, man. Till next time. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening.